Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville, Mark Ennis. Dave Skull here. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Me, I'm all about getting my chicken wings, maybe some pigs in a blanket, I don't know, sitting on the couch and uh, you know, placing my parlays, my irresponsible parlays, right? That's right. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two, or three, not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com biscuit to sign up. That's FanDuel.com biscuit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and over and present in Kentucky. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Boston College has now made it official, uh, announcing Bill O'Brien, the former mm. NFL coach uh, for a very long time, uh, more recently had been on Nick Saban's staff as an offensive coordinator, was going to be the offensive coordinator of Ohio State. Now uh, taking the Boston College head coaching job, evidently had interviewed for it when they hired Halfley, or at least pursued it some. Uh, so this is not the first time. Obviously, very comfortable in the Boston area, right? Yeah, he's from the area, and one of his sons has some kind of like disorder that there's like Boston's like a hospital that specializes oh. in like medical treatment for. I can't remember the exact thing off the top of my head, but it, I remember when he came back to the Patriots last year. That was like a, one of the driving factors was, you know. F- like family, like I said, he, he's from the area, and like for a treatment for his son, for whatever it was. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Call me crazy here, but like I feel like the ACC's had a really nice off season. Yeah, I mean, I think Bill O'Brien to BC, that's as good as BC can can hope for, in my opinion. I mean, you, you look at Jeff Halfley leaving, and maybe it looks like a, a bad look to people that aren't, because it was one of the first. Guys to leave a head coaching job to, yeah. to go to the NFL and be a coordinator, you know, in the wake of all these changes in college football. So you look at it and 
and maybe maybe people are looking at Boston College and saying, well, this doesn't reflect well on your program, this and that. And then they go around and they get Bill O'Brien, who's a successful former college coach, Penn State. You know, obviously has a reputation uh, as a good offensive coordinator, has many years in the NFL, uh, called the offense for Saban at, at Alabama for a few seasons, uh, and was going to be uh, the offensive coordinator at, at Ohio State before, before getting that phone call, so... Who would have thought UConn and, and uh, Boston College would have two former NFL coaches at the helm? Wild, right? Not moderately successful ones. Really, like it's not like it was just like nobody's. Yeah. Like these are pretty prominent. People know those two guys. But overall, in this offseason, Duke replaces Mike Elko with Manny Diaz. Yeah. Uh, so it also comes, I think, with plenty of head coaching experience uh, and ACC experience. Bill O'Brien is a was a successful NFL head coach and has been an assistant for a long time too. I love this for Boston College. They didn't have to even take a shot at a kind of a somebody jumping ahead in line, but Syracuse did that, and he's had a great offseason too. Yeah, and not to mention all the other teams, Louisville included, that have done a good job in the or a great job in the transfer portal. Uh, the NC top State. twenty-five class rankings were littered, yeah, with ACC schools, uh, current and future. You know, it, yeah. it's it's it was a good off season for the league, and hopefully, it translates on the on the, the field next year. And Florida State will still complain about something. Oh, that we can count on in their nature. But interesting, good for Boston College again. When it happened, when Halfley announced, or when it was announced that Halfley's going to the NFL, I just thought like it's catastrophic here. They've gathered themselves better than I could have expected. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we like to, me included, we like to. Talk about Boston College like as almost an unserious place, you know. Like, look, whenever we talk about the teams it's that may bandy. not, right, and whenever we talk about the teams that may not want to uh, play with the big boys, you know, when when these decisions have to be made, I always mention Boston College first, you know, and and you know this this was a, was a good hire, and maybe maybe they lucked out a little bit with Bill O'Brien with his, his local ties and everything, but you know that's that's good. It's, it's an inspired hire, in my opinion. Well, in, in Boston College, it's weird. Like, we all know the expectations there are low and, and we know the challenges, but overall has, like, a decently successful history. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've been – they've played in some meaningful games. Uh, early in the, uh, the, the early days of the, the newly expanded ACC, they were pretty good. Uh, you know, but it's been a while. And Syracuse, Been a while. Syracuse has the same thing. <laughs> You're all right. No. Didn't we get a stain song on the day? <laughs> Here we are. Sorry. Whenever I hear anybody say it's been a while, that's mm. the first thing that pops up in my head. That, Been yeah, a while. Yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mark. It's Proceed okay. with your show. Like, if someone says this is, I immediately think of Story of a Girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. It's the most vague thing ever. And you're like, the story of this like is. that random song? It's a good it's song. Such a, it's, it's such a radio song. <laughs> it's, it's an earworm. It is. Now, Thanks I a lot. I haven't thought about that song in forever, and now Me it's either. in my head. I know. You're welcome, guys. Damn it, Spencer. Five o'clock on a day of the week that ends in Y. Can we come back with that? We should. We should come back. Then it'll that. never leave my head. I mean, but yes, please now. do. It's there now.
I'm trying to think if I have any other ones that are like that. I don't. Oh, I've got a ton. If anyone says stop, you're, anyone my age, you're going to get collaborate and listen, like immediately. Yeah. See, mine's stop, drop, shut down, open up shop. Very boom, different. Boom, Very different. Significantly better than Ice Ice Baby, but yes. Identifiable Sometimes either way. Stop in the name of love. Depends. Uh, you, yeah, that's, that's a good one, too. It gets me. Stop. Actually, that's like the generations of stuff right yeah, there, right? Really like is. our parents yeah. would have done that, and you and me, and then young man Spencer. So what's the next version of stop going to be? Uh, something terrible. Yeah. It's probably already out there, and we just don't know anything about it. Yeah. Because yeah, we're not hip. We're old. I did watch almost all of the Grammys. I watched a lot of it, yeah. I would say that I knew charitably 55% of the artists. So I don't. I'm not very familiar with a lot of the, like the the major ones. I know, obviously we all know Taylor Swift's been around forever, but like Olivia Rodrigo, she's had some big big. Like I'm no, I know her. I know a lot of the Miley Cyrus and all that. Like obviously, but the really, like the really young artists. I, man, I'm, what about the classical music? Do you know those categories, Dave? Well, Teddy Abrams won. Okay, from Louisville. So yes. So yeah. Dave's big classical music. <laughs> How stupid do you feel? Right uh, very. <laughs> you In just happen to pick like a category where. Show, there's nothing worse. There's <laughs> nothing worse than that right there. You try to be funny yeah. and clown somebody, and they absolutely know what you're talking about and make a fool out of it. It's the worst. But does no, it, does no it reflect more on Dave that he knows classical music? Um, Teddy nice Abrams. Trying, I know he's from Louisville. Eagle Scout making fun yeah, of a guy Spencer. liking classical music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I realized. <laughs> Says the guy who read Moby Dick. It's fun. <laughs> Alert! Like all of us, just just all of us. But Teddy Abrams is a very well-known musician in Louisville. Extremely well-known. I'm surprised you weren't familiar with him. That's a blind spot for me. Yeah, I, I should have done like funk or something. He's you probably only won funk award, so. Or country. Actually, that's not. Hey, I like that reply. That's a yeah. blind spot for me. I like Actually, that. I do know that uh, Lainey Wilson won for, for the country album. Okay, yeah. For best country album. Yeah. Cool. I knew that. Was the name of the album? Was, was oh, I forget. <laughs> Sorry. I look good in jeans, probably. <laughs> I'll believe it. <laughs> Our own Tyler Childers was nominated for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, God, I love, I love Tyler Childers so much. Um, but I yeah, recommend no, seeing him at Red Rocks. Uh, yeah, I know you do. I'm still super jealous. But I did say, like, overall, the performances that I saw were almost all of them were fantastic. Like, most of them were really good, you know, and... Sometimes the legacy performers can be a little bit of a letdown, and Joni Mitchell was incredible. She was amazing. It, like it, uh, both sides now. It sounded even like it just brings like a whole new meaning to it with her, everything she's been through, you know. And I don't know her different voice. It was it like brought more weight to the song that was already a very weighty, incredible song. And I thought Billy Joel was really good. At the end of the show, like and you, a lot of times, the legacy performers they'll pair him with with somebody young, right. and it's just like. All right, you're forcing this, and it's trash, you know. But and like Miley Cyrus, I thought her performance was good, and obviously Tracy Chapman uh, was was amazing. Yeah, a new generation gets to find out who she is. Yeah, well, nice. I mean, they, sh yeah, but it was really. I mean, the whole thing was really good. I I uh, I didn't watch the entire show. I went back and and watched like i missed fast car initially and it was my buddy texting me about it i was like oh yeah that's tonight isn't it so i turned it on for the rest of the show <laughs> phone lines they are open 8150 939 if you want to get in here 38 31 
93.9 for the UPS jobs. The text line, Louisville, the men going to face Georgia Tech tomorrow. Uh, Damon Sotomayor, new head coach, their mm -hmm. first year head coach uh, there. We know now. Something gas bag previously had been a head coach at Pacific. Pacific. Uh, I guessed every other West Coast Conference team that started that with, P. with P. Yeah. Right. Uh, they've had truly mixed middling results in year one uh, for him. Lost some some rough ones, but then already have beaten both Duke and North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, some real highlights. Yeah. yeah like, if you're going to do it, I mean, this is not. This is a great way to have a year one go if it's going to have mixed results to to have that to show for it and be able to hold on to it uh this is what a year one is really supposed to kind of look like extremely reflective of what we talked about the other day the the weird nature of the acc like everybody from five down to the bottom can beat each indistinguishable. other indistinguishable or indistinguishable and obviously georgia tech reached up and beat two of the teams in the top four now the other day they got destroyed by wake and forest. clemson by the way they've also beaten clemson this year they got blown out by wake forest and uh, I don't, Dave. I don't know if you've seen this, but after the game, they Stoudemire sits down at the podium. We played do, it on Wednesday. He's. I, I'm going to play it again. Yeah, I love it. I want to play this again just because I think this is hilarious. I wish more coaches did this. Got that ass whoop. <laughs> <laughs> that was the opening statement. <laughs> that is so great. Got that ass I whoop. love that. And sometimes it really is that simple. So today he does a uh, you know local media. Uh, before uh, this Louisville game tomorrow and tells local media, look, he, he was pissed after the last game at how they played. And basically he said they're not really preparing for Louisville. They're more focused on themselves and doing their, like their way of doing things and getting that established. And at first I thought, well, that's bulletin boardish kind of material right you don't have to prepare for for louisville at all yeah and then the more i thought about it the more i was like all right i guess it. if there was an opponent that you're going to do that for this is probably the one if anything don't you think sitting down and watching like if, if they were like maniacs and sat down and tried to watch the film for every louisville game all year they'd be like what the hell are these guys yeah do they do anything at all it's like, this is not a series. This is just like 28 individual episodes here. Like, it's weird. This isn't going anywhere. There's five guys there. At a I time. I what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand the, uh, the focusing on yourself and not the opponent to a degree. But <laughs> they did lose to Notre Dame in addition to beating Yikes. UNC and Duke. Like, it's, they're such a, like a, a manic team of a, a bipolar schedule, you know, a bipolar results. It's. I, I don't really know what to think of this game, to be honest with you. Louisville's actually favorite last I checked was yeah, like one and yeah. a half. Yeah, it's wild. And the thing is, like, here, the way, like, obviously, this, we're pretty sure this whole thing's academic. I, I don't, it's hard for me to get past the fact that we just don't play defense. You know, when I talk about, when I analyze this team, when I talk about it as a fan or as a radio host, I just, it's really hard to talk about this team without talking about how bad the defense is. But I will say this. If I had my choice between a team that could not score and could not defend, that I had to watch for an entire season, you know what I mean? I'm going to take the one that can't defend because I, I realize the results aren't going to be good either way for the rest of the year, but at least I can watch them up and down and score. Like This is a, a one or the other decision. 
while recognizing that you're not going to win very many games if you can't play solid defense. Yeah. If I had to choose, watching a team that could defend like Virginia but can't score and could score but can't defend anybody, I'm going to take the one that can score and can't defend anybody just so I can at least have a little bit of fun while watching my program go up in flames. <laughs> because this team can score. They've proven it. It's this point, after the last stretch of games, it's they can score against most teams. Yeah. And I think Georgia Tech falls in that category, and they always have a chance to outscore any of these teams. But if they run against a very good defensive team, really hard for Louisville to do anything about that because they're limited in, the, in what they want to do while also not being able to stop them on the other end. Do you think that's not what Georgia Tech is. Do you think we get a third straight 90-point game for Louisville? I'd be that's surprised. Tough. I would be surprised if we could do that, but it'd be more fun. If they did, it'd be a lot cooler. Another 95, 92. It's, <laughs> it's not out of the question. No. That they could get, uh, that they could play another game. If I'm an, an opponent, you know, I, strategically, it's probably pretty hard to prepare for Louisville because they're, they're so inconsistent, especially on the defensive side, that it might, it might be weird, hard to even kind of discern what they're trying to do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and trying to get ready uh, for them. But if I was an opponent in, in Georgia Tech or Notre Dame, some of these teams who need some wins here down the stretch, just for, for morale's sake, for the new guys, you don't want to be the guys losing to Louisville, all that stuff. I'm playing as slow as humanly possible. And I, I'm not saying I, I don't morally advocate for it. I hate it. I think it's wrong. But I would play that style just to test if Louisville can play slow, efficient, yeah. offensive basketball because they can get up and down but i think if you make them be deliberate I, i'm not sure that they've come that far yet i think that one one way that that i've put it in the past is they get impatient in a lot of ways like they get impatient when you get deep into the shot clock on defense and i don't think that they they don't necessarily do they don't necessarily uh, run the shot clock on on offense either i think they get impatient which Sometimes can work in their favor if, if a team doesn't like that pace, you know, or, or if a team is like Florida State is prone to uh, like, all right, well, we'll run with you and we won't, you know, if we're making less baskets than you are, you're going to have a good night. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that's that I think that's the word for it. They just they get impatient as a team and it's it can hurt you on the like we saw against Virginia, you know, where, you know, they're they're so adept at. at working the ball and working that shot clock and squeezing you for every ounce, you know, for every, for every second. Yeah. And you have to defend for the entire shot clock. And I think Louisville has a problem with that. They lose focus with that. You know, I'm not sure that Louisville is running good offense, but they've got skilled offensive players. You know, yesterday, Lieber and I were having a little bit of fun just trying to come up with something analogous to, while it's good that they're scoring, uh, the goal is to win. So it's nice that they're, that doesn't make you a good team. There are plenty of bad teams that are good offensive teams. And I, yesterday I was talking about, like, you're good at chopping the ingredients, but you still have to cook them. Yeah. And, and being like, but look how much better my chopping is. Well, that's great, but this tastes gross. <laughs> and really what I think Louisville is, is to finish that analogy or whatever, they're doing the exact same things in the kitchen. But they're buying way better ingredients. Yeah, like the food quality starts much higher, and so the the, the little amounts of uh, augmentation that goes on in practice. Okay, there it is. 
but you're doing it with way better guys than Fabio and whatever the hell they were trying to do uh, a year ago. Man, what's Fabio doing right now? Who cares? Nah, who cares? Mike Francesa. But like, I really do think that's what they are. <laughs> they're just they're doing mostly the same things uh, and, and doing yeah. it with guys that are much more skilled. And there are plenty of offensive possessions where you get kind of your perfunctory ball screen, pass, pass, and then you can just see like a switch flip and this dude's going one-on-one from here on out. Yeah. But for the time being, they've been making a lot of them. Yeah. Which and is I, fun. And honestly, I'll give uh, some credit where credit's due. Like I thought for the majority of the season – like Trey White, I feel like has been a black hole. You know, where yeah. he has games where he he'll score twenty seven, twenty eight points because he's having a good shooting night. But ball generally stops with him. And I thought the last couple of games he's done a better job of being a, a part of the offense. I'm you know, gonna, yeah, you're right. And I'm going to use a term for him. I'm going to try to make it a thing. These the players who don't enjoy uh, any of the the dirty part of basketball. They don't enjoy boxing out and you know that any of the physical part diving for a loose ball like receivers who don't like setting a good screen anything physical like that germaphobes that's what (laughs) i'm calling it and trey white for a lot of the year has been a germaphobe i want to dribble this basketball in peace and shoot it when i'm ready and then don't touch me (laughs) and i i do feel like he's starting to Lean into it a little bit. He's hitting the boards the harder. Games, you know? yes, yeah, totally. Yeah, he's hitting the boards harder. I didn't mean to cut you off there. But no, you're fine. He's hitting the boards harder. I think that he's the ball's moving through him on offense as opposed to always stopping with him. Uh, and it's been it's been nice to see. It's it's growth for sure. And I, at the same time, I think like th- this offensive emergence, it kind of cuts both ways. On the one at, on one hand, you do have to recognize it, give them credit for it. And uh, opponents, I think, have to be ready for the fact that Louisville's going to try and get up and down, and they've got some skilled guys. And they're if the possessions get ragged, Louisville's actually probably okay. Yeah, and they got a big little finish on you. And they're they're pretty unselfish on yeah. that end. There's been way more of the extra pass than we ever saw at any point last year or at early this year. Yeah, but all of that good stuff that happens on offense, they still none of it happens defensively, and it seems like it's the worst soup of all of it it's the, the attitudes and effort level on defense almost like they save themselves for offense and the coaching teaching side it's both they they don't do fundamental things right they don't have clarity on assignments and that sort of thing they don't talk and they don't seem to have been taught to do a lot of that either it's all of it yeah i mean and they, they can't and the fact can't. that they can do it on offense is it's like okay so you are coachable yeah this side yeah let's try it where's it coming from you know what i mean like yeah. they still can't guard a lamppost somehow it's it's been it's been it's been just just rough to watch and like i don't feel the need to hammer home we all know you know and until until the defense improves like it's until there's some kind of sign that they can coach defense it's hard to it's hard to really to get like super optimistic about anything but you know i can sit here and turn my brain off and and or turn off kind of block out where we are i know where we are and i know what's going to happen at the end of the year and i'm i'm good with that and i'm looking forward to it but for now i watch every game so i'm going to try to enjoy the fact that we're pushing 100 and and just say all right and then kind of ignore the fact that we can't play defense (laughs) like hey the other team's pushing 100 too wouldn't you know that no i i think the the key 
It's an NBA All Star game out there every time we're playing. To, yes, to the extent that it that there's meaning in it. If they could convince these guys about or convince them that the defensive side feeds the offensive side, mm-hmm. we, they might be fun, right? But it seems like that's a that might be a lost cause. Harold, welcome into the drive. When I think about what's up, bud. You know, you said it. I, I was I was listening to you talk a little bit, and you mentioned the team not not necessarily executing. And I guess I haven't been able to listen to the show during the week. But when I heard that, I was thinking about the passing, right, and how this team has been passing in ways yeah. that I haven't seen before. And you just hit on it, and so that that was the thing that stuck with me. You know, the exchange. I mean, the fact that BHH threw the ball to White and then got it back and hit that three, mm-hmm. yeah, I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. I absolutely lost my mind because that's the type of basketball we've all been wanting to see from this team. However, that that defense, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that defense is woo. I mean, you know, but if you're scoring, if you're if you're going to have a high scoring game. Um, you know, you just got to try and get a stop here or there. And unfortunately for that squad, they didn't get that stop here or there. Actually, they sort of collapsed on themselves. Really, you know, they had the game in hand. And then I think they had, you know, like two, three empty possessions that allowed Syracuse to get back in it when it was what, like under three, mm-hmm. under four. And, and it was those possessions where they let go of the rope. I'll, I'll say that they let go of the rope in that, in that sense, right? And, you know, if you're able to hang on in that moment, that was all self-inflicted. It, it, it wasn't Syracuse taking the ball from us. You yeah. know, it wasn't – I think we had some bad shots, you know, some bad threes. Some, some out-of-control stuff. Right. And, and it's like that, that literally is what cost you the game. You had done everything right. But, I mean, in all honesty, they had, from, from an expectation standpoint, been perfect up until that stretch. And my goodness, you know when it when it goes, it it, it goes. So it's fun though. I'm gonna watch. I'm, I'm I love some high scoring basketball. Run up and down, hit threes. BHH in this threes. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to have some fun. Yeah. Right. I hear and, you. And that's what this is. This is this is fun. I want to be entertained. Let's. I mean, right? Like, obviously, we all understand what the goals are. But like you said, Biscuit, either you're going to be miserable and losing or, like, there has to be something in it. I get it. But, the like, the level of play, I, I wish the defense was there, but this, this is fun. Like, you know, it reminded me of Chris Smith hitting threes, right, in the excitement. <laughs> or, you know, just – When Peyton just got like, one to go down it, every once in a while. <laughs> like, like, but, but just, like, that energy from executing at the level where – when it when it's going up, you know it's in there. I mean, the fact that BHS was four four up until up until you know the end of the game that that blew my mind. So I'm I'm really excited to see like what else. Like let's continue to score ninety. Like let's let's be around a hundred. That's entertaining. Harold, uh, is it like the uh, uh, that meme of the you know the bus with the one guy all happy and looking out the window and shining, and the other side of the bus is all dark. <laughs> you, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say it's like the meme in the sense that we have a choice. Exactly. Like, we, we understand what the reality is, but, um, you know, 
life here we go. Let's let's get philosophical real quick. Life <laughs> life will still still joy in small ways if you allow it. It'll also give you joy in small ways if you allow it. One of the things I love to say is if I can see Mount Rainier, it's a good day. It's go. a it's a beautiful, amazing day. And I'm gonna appreciate and enjoy all the small things that nature has to offer. So I'm gonna appreciate and enjoy all the small things that this Louisville basketball team has to offer. The, the season's going to be over, and then I'm going to be like, where's basketball? Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to I'm gonna find elements to enjoy. I'm going to find elements to lament. That's stretch, boy. But let's go beat Georgia Tech. Let's go cards. Sounds good. Harold, always good uh, to hear from you. Some nice buddy. perspective there from our buddy Harold. You know, there is <laughs> – you're you're absolutely right, Dave. If they're gonna lose, I'll take one hundred one ninety two to fifty one forty two every time. It might as well be a Big Twelve football game. I totally agree with that. It's like functionally, it's not different, but at least I, I'm not sitting there like clawing my eyes out. You know, like I we all, I think everybody who listens to this show understands that Mark and I have have we've understood what we're watching with Kenny Payne for a long time. And we both, we are under note, like we, there's going to be a coaching change and we're, we can't wait to see it. All right. Harold is also in that, that boat, but he's just, all we're saying is like, Hey, let's enjoy the NBA all-star game a couple more <laughs> while it's happening. It's because like, I, I, we're under no illusions. Like the defense is preposterous, preposterous. It's awful. It's embarrassing. I don't really like to talk about it. I don't like to think about it. You could. I really don't like to watch it. You couldn't convict them in court of practicing it. Yes, you couldn't. Yes. it's that bad. But on offense, it's fun. Let's just run up and down the court. Yes, you know, I, I'm with. I'm with you. Like, let's have some fun here. Uh, and at least on the offensive end, when they they have confidence, and you, yeah, basically from the Miami game forward, they've looked confident on the offensive end. Uh, guys, let it go. They think it's going in. Yeah, you know, Brandon Hundley Hatfield. Wants I think the it's bullet. going in. Yeah, which I, you yeah. know, it's, it's it's maybe that's the bigger accomplishment, right? Which which you would if you had told me that earlier this year, I'd have been like, eh. but at least we get that to watch while we're trying to figure out who our next coach is going to be. Like I, I keep looking at these things, like you know what Brandon Hundley Hatfield showed me this year that he can be a killer underneath, but also he's figured out he can shoot the three, but he doesn't shoot too many. Yeah, he doesn't which get is, which away is, with it. Which is a gift. Yep. When so, you're a big and you figure out that you can shoot and you figure that like you figure out that part of the game, you work on it, but you don't fall in love with it. But you it's let a it be beautiful, a sometimes food. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's a beautiful balance. No, it's also crazy just how many injuries this team has kind of dealt with more so lately, like Dennis Evans done for the year. I know Hersey Miller's a walk on, but he got some clock at times. Obviously, Tyler missed a game with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, JJ. JJ's out for the year. Sky Clark had the hip thing, which I thought was going to sell him for the rest of the season, honestly. And when he came back last game, I was glad to see him on the court. And he played really well. Yeah, we needed him last game, but like on he, offense. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't play against Florida State. They still won that game, and we only had one true guard that day. I feel like do I need to qualify every time? I'm like they played really well on offense. Do I have to say that every yeah. time? Yeah. Because yeah. we all acknowledge that really nobody's had a good defensive game this year. Right. <laughs> Except for Miami. There was a lot of active fans, and they did a good job of denying the paint. And we benefited from a lot of missed open looks. But they they played well, and, and they played certain facets of the defense well. I just I don't want to have to qualify. Kind of like we had the 
you know, the uh, disclaimer in the offseason after last year. Like, we need one now. It's like, whenever we say that somebody plays well, we are talking about the offensive end of the court. Get to work, random guy that sent us an email a while That's back. That's right. Everybody here understands that it's not good enough on defense. Let me remind you guys again, if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered new customers. Can bet the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And with DraftKings, same game parlays. Everyone's got a shot at an even bigger payday. For Super Bowl 58. So string together multiple bets from the same big game uh, for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Uh, like a Chiefs money line bet, which you can actually do and get even money on it. You'll almost never get to do that as a for instance. Not recommending that, but just for instance. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DEVILLE. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Using promo code the Ville, the crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler. You got to be eighteen or older and physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms can be found at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We'll take our last break here. Come back. Send you off into your weekend here on the drive on I find the Ville. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Listening to the drive presented by Fitness Market right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on a Friday. If you want to give us a call, there's still a little bit of time. 8150-939. A couple of other suggestions, by the way, for stop hammer time. Oh yeah, that's another suggestion. Ooh, good one. And. Uh, following it up with song lyric, anyone saying it's getting hot in here. Mm-hmm. That's true. Awesome. Can't not not. Fair, very good uh, suggestion. Exactly. Every time. Have your kids heard that song? Uh, yes. I think. Surely they have. I haven't like played it for them. Like kids gather around. <laughs> you know what I mean? But 
But I'm, this, I, surely it's like pick rock your body. It's like, hey kids, listen to this song that yeah. Timberlake did. <laughs> it's, well, you're right. Well, the, the good news is they're they're little enough to where like they don't they can't connect at all. Like there, there's nothing there for them to decode it at all, which is nice. The 11 year old different story. Yeah. No, she's <laughs> she understands <laughs> everything. Failed, I know. <laughs> yeah, she understands everything. That's not now. Nope. Got to be careful around her. That sucks. Oh, what age would you say? Did you have to start really watching what your kids were exposed to? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, really, in some, in one sense, day one. Yeah. Yeah. But just because you, you, the first thing you run the risk of is is them repeating something they don't know what they're saying. Sure. Uh, But then knowing what they're saying. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't take long to flip that switch. I mean, young five. Yeah. Because they start picking up. The way you say things too, and, and that's when you're really gonna get in trouble. Oh, kids, the verbal cues, like they pick up that the tone and everything. You see, like two or three year olds that are mimicking what they see all the time. Yeah, then when they it's go terrifying. to school, that's like the most terrifying thing to me. Then like school, it's a whole different animal. Obviously, I'm sure you know, Mark, because you know their friends say stuff. It's like, oh, what's that mean? Oh, I'm gonna say in front of mommy and daddy, and then it's like, oh no, you can't say that, kid. So I I remember I watched a movie that I wasn't supposed to watch at a friend's house when yeah. I was like four or five years old. And I went home and said something from the movie, and I got mm-hmm. my mouth washed out. <laughs> yeah. So immediately, I was like, "Whoops! I guess that's why uh, I really got to watch it." When you're four or five years old, you don't really know. Is. It was like The Exorcist or something. Nah, I mean, I'm sure it was like an action movie or something. It was the '80s. You know. You know, I had good parents. Uh, I had a great childhood. They just opted out of trying to make anything like age appropriate not in a like a raunchy way but like no, i, I saw it. nightmare on elm street when i was like eight yeah i had no business seeing that i think it's like there's, and they didn't care there were certain things like i think like r-rated movies they did their best not to but like i saw batman you know the michael keaton batman when it came out basically yeah. uh, i had it on on tape in 1990 you know like it came out in 89 I remember getting the tape, and I was so super pumped about it. And that's got it's pretty dark, man. Like Tim Burton's Batman's are pretty. The first two are pretty dark for like six year olds. But I didn't think of it that way. I wasn't like I was just watching Batman. It's it's cool. Yeah, and Jack Nicholson falling into a vat of acid. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. People dying of toxic gas. We're good. It's okay. But there weren't that many bad words. So it's that's fine. right. That's right, but yeah, like she, she wouldn't want me. Like they, they wouldn't want me watching our movies when I was little. I found a way, you know, Apocalypse after now. a certain amount of time. But well, we all had a friend whose parents were never didn't there. Didn't care. Yeah. Or were never there. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like let's have a sleepover at John's house again because we're gonna watch Terminator. <laughs> yeah, it's like the we're old- thirteen. Let's watch Animal House again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Absolutely. We date- so- we're dating ourselves here. A little bit, a little bit. Those, dude, those early eight. It's, it's so you can't watch those early eighties comedies through a modern lens. Good oh, luck. No. <laughs> they are artifacts. They are all right? problematic. You have to Revenge think about it, like this is a time capsule. This is not a uh, reflection on anything I believe yeah. in. Yeah, that's one of the movies that we're like I watch. I'm like, oh, this movie's actually like. There's a couple that are terrible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's somewhere I can like look past. There's some it. classic scenes yeah. still, but there are definitely a couple of scenes you're like, man, that is. That is not good. 
Like I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you can't do this anymore. You can't it's make that movie. That was just like. I didn't really like it, stuff. but that's maybe I'm just too young for. Richard See, the there's certain you, things that are you, classic you, about it, regardless. Like, like the, I will never not like. There's certain things about Revenge of the Nerds I will always love. I will never not love Lamar's rap, you know, and the musical performance. Nerds. Come on, right. it's incredible. And there's other there's other things about it, but overall, you see those other scenes, and you're like, dude, that yikes. <laughs> Same with Porky's, you know. Yeah. yeah. Our kids will uh, will grow up and look down on us like we do for a lot of our. Like you thought our, this was funny? I was like, yes, I did. Yes, yes I did. At the time, it okay, was okay. When I was a little, yes, I did. Now nothing's funny. Are you happy? Yeah, are you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> I will sit here, stone faced, sipping Wait, my diet coke. I knew my day would come. Yeah, <laughs> taking my cholesterol meds. Whatever the, you want me to the do here. Dystopian future where everyone's face looks like mine. <laughs> I knew. I it. will sit here looking like Mark Ennis. And not crack a smile during Animal House. If that's going to make you feel better. Mark was ahead of his time. I told you. <laughs> How dare you laugh at that. <laughs> that's what we're going to do in the future. All we're going to do is play things to see who else laughs at it. And then crush them for <laughs> and it. And crush them. Yeah. yeah. See, some of the... some Nothing of the dated, funny on its own anymore. Some of the dated humor is still funny in a vacuum. But some of it, you're just like... Yikes. Like the... Some of the sexual politics, like in, in sure. Revenge of the Nerds, you just like. But then you know what's funny? Like, <sighs> Blazing Saddles. Still great. It really is. Still great because the whole point of that. Right. Like when people say, well, they're, they're, you can't make that. Today. They were sending up yes. racists. They were right. pointing at how ridiculous you are. They'd never been made are. fun of before. That's that? what they'd never been made fun of before. Yeah. And they were absolutely killing them. Right. And they're doing it in a clever way. You know, and yeah, maybe they wouldn't make that movie the same way now, but some people miss the point of the movie to sure. say that kind of stuff. Mel Brooks was not one for subtlety. No. But he's he absolutely was, was ahead of his time. I don't know. Is there a game on Sunday? Some there is one. Oh, man. Louisville Syracuse? That's right. Yeah, oh, I want to mention he that. He tried to out-Dave you. I want to <laughs> mention that one. He did, didn't he? Um Another ranked opponent he on the road. The the he tried. He, he did good job. Uh, that's a noon game, so if you have plans for Super Bowl, you can still get it in and watch the women. Uh, they deserve it. They're hitting their stride, man. This is such a key stretch of the season. We mentioned it earlier last night, and I want to mention it again before we get in the Super Bowl. We're going to have a watch party on the 22nd. It's a Thursday uh, for the Georgia Tech game at Noble Funk. Um so we'd love to have everybody who listens to the post-game show. And there are a lot of you that called in last night. Thank you so much. And anybody who's just a fan of the women, the women's program, uh, come out, watch the game with us. We're going to have a good time, drink some beer, eat some pizza, and uh, and hopefully watch the uh, Jeff Walls and the women win another game. So that's that's a week from next, two weeks from yesterday. Uh, we'll have a, a watch party. And hopefully we'll get to do another one before the end of the year. But, yeah. And then the other game on Sunday. The other game on Sunday. Southern Seed? Yeah. <laughs> well done, well done. See what you did there, and I like it. How are we leaning? What, what, are, we, what are we thinking here? I still am. Kansas yeah. City. I'm there. Um, look, I think Kansas City's hit their stride a little bit in the postseason. I mean, they're obviously they're a, they're a, a very good defensive team this year, and they have Mahomes on offense. When Travis Kelsey's humming, it's a little bit of a different team. I think Pacheco uh, has the ability – to give them enough enough oomph on the on the ground to kind of control the clock and and win this one. It's going to be tough against San Francisco. They're they're one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, they're also one of the best offenses in the league. They're they're just a really good team. 
overall, but there's something about Mahomes and Reed in the postseason. I feel like Andy Reed wins this one and he might walk away after after winning the Super Bowl. We'll see. But um it really comes down to when I see two teams playing as well as they are right now, it comes down to who I trust, you know, in the clutch. Yeah. Who I trust at the end of games, who's been there before. And there's nobody in the league right now that's been there before as much as much as Mahomes has. And, and Andy not, Reed. Yeah, and this group. Yeah, not just You know, Tim, it's Andy right? Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey, you know, the, these uh, Chris Jones, these guys. Uh, there's a core of guys. This is very old hat for those guys. Yeah. Uh, seriously, I mean, we're six years in a row in the AFC Championship game, another Super Bowl. Uh, they've And they've done this Super Bowl on the road. You, know, you get the absurd home game uh, in the the ridiculous cold against the Dolphins, but then after that, at Buffalo, at Baltimore, like this will be cake. As good as and now they're the same they play in every year. As good as Brock Purdy has been this year, and he's been good. I think he, there's been some cracks in the armor, you know, in the last uh, last part of the season and a few of these postseason games. He hasn't played great, right, at times. And I think Kansas City is exactly the team that can that can take advantage of that. Um, it's a big moment, the biggest stage he's ever been on. And it's old hat for Mahomes. The only way I could see San Francisco winning is if McCaffrey has a big game, which is not out of the equation. It's obviously. not out of the, the Chiefs are yeah. not a great zone rushing defense. Yeah, like if, not, which is a problem. Like if I was to pick, I'm going Kansas City. I think the value's there, obviously. But if I'm going San Francisco, I look at like for MVP odds, McCaffrey's like plus four twenty five. I think, like because I don't see Brock Purdy win MVP if unless he just yeah. goes outrageous and goes like three hundred yards, four touchdowns. Like Chris McCaffrey, I think just a dual threat, like the receiving and the rushing, and he scored two plus touchdowns in both playoff games for San Francisco. I don't think he'll do it this Sunday, but if he does, like watch out. See, I, I like. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's kind of my hedge. It's kind of an indirect hedge for me this Sunday is that I'm going to be playing Kansas City, but my hedge will be a an indirect hedge. Partial hedge will be like a twenty dollar bet on, you know, McCaffrey to win MVP because I think if it goes the other way, that it'll be because of him. You know, that's kind of how I'm going to cover myself, especially with the odds, the way they are. Where it's like, ah, I'll make like $50, $100 worth of bets on Kansas City, and then I'll bet $20 on McCaffrey to win MVP. There's obviously several ways I could lose all of those bets, but I feel like in my mind, the most likely way that Kansas City loses this game is if McCaffrey exploits, you know, San Francisco and McCaffrey exploit that, that zone defense. Their uh, inability against the zone run, I should say. I am hoping more than anything else, uh, and I know there are good people who are 49ers fans. I know some. I know some, Beth. I know uh, several big-time 49ers mm -hmm. fans. Um, I won't be able to stand the Brock Purdy narratives if he wins a Super Bowl. And so while I understand that you want your team to win a Super Bowl, I it will be – a beyond obnoxious see i'm the opposite way i don't want the mahomes narratives because like, you're getting those no matter what well, yeah but yeah. i'm just saying like he put up 17 points two weeks ago in the afc title game and there's some the first half yeah and there's some people yeah. like oh he's he's better than brady i'm like he had one of the worst offensive games he didn't do anything in the second half and i think obviously i think it's premature with the brady comparison i get he's on track for that right now he's on track to crush brady exactly if we're, if we're being honest just because brady yeah. early in his career wasn't what he was 10 years later you know but I understand what you're saying. I mean, I'm kind of a lose-lose because either 49ers <laughs> tie the Patriots with six rings or you get Mahomes because it's third. Yeah. And Kansas City moves up to four rings. And Andy Reid gets 
closer to the all-time wins record that if yeah. he like you said he may walk away if he keeps coaching would that be something if he ends up with the all-time wins record that would be wild because like yeah. the, the, this eagles time is really forgotten by the younger generation like i remember like the very end of his eagles time but like they went four straight nfc title games yeah. and w- went to the super bowl once they were they were prolific he was known for winning 13 games a year and not yeah. making the super bowl that was his that was him and donovan McNabb's yeah. rap for the longest time and then when they made it, they, they 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 choked, you know. And that's that was the narrative, you know. They choked in the in, in, NFC title game, then they choked in the Super Bowl. But they were always the best regular season team, you know, or one of the best regular season teams. That's why he's got so many damn wins. But he 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 found the he found the secret sauce, man. His name's Mahomes. But, Imagine yeah. going from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. Wild times. <laughs> Alex Smith wasn't terrible. You no, know, I get it. I liked Smith, but he was actually a game manager. Yeah. <laughs> Mahomes is on a different level, but he was also a little mobile. No, he, he, was, stuff. he was pretty mobile. He was he was mobile. What, a, uh, he was mobile at Utah. Like a Meyer. nephew of John L. Second cousins. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah. There's the relation. Relative. Yeah, I remember reading that once. Mm-hmm. They were. I mean, they both have the last name Smith. How many people have that of last name? Not related. that many, right? right. <laughs> but they're both from out west. That was the important. We part. often get a weird MVP in the Super Bowl. We do. Uh, one-off performances and they they last forever. You got dry on anybody? Maybe I mean this is not that weird, like it, it, because he's a superstar. But Mahomes, yeah, yeah Mahomes. <laughs> Bear with me, no George Kittle, like who's not? It wouldn't be that, like, because I think he's probably the third most likely okay. on the MVP on the Niners. But MVP of the Super Bowl, I think, would be out of a little that, bit out of left field. But I mean, he's qualifies. yeah, he's 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 a he's a massive star. It's not like he's. We're not saying he's out of nowhere, but I think in this situation, Kelsey would be fun for the narrative. Obviously, I don't that, think that that's weird. That's not, that's but, not yeah, scary, but, but just but he's the, in the argument is one of the three yeah, exactly. or four best tight ends of all time. I'm trying to think like a yeah. Rasheed Rice type, right? That's what I'm, I'm talking trying about. to think of someone like for Tampa Bay, the first Dexter Jackson. You know, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, is there anybody that like Rice? Random maybe Larry it, Brown for the for Dallas, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The interceptions. Malcolm in Smith, one. the Seahawks. Right. Gosh, like, yeah, I would say Sneed. For Kansas City, because when the 49ers have been rattled, he's very generous with the football, Brock Purdy. Right. And Sneed's kind of quietly one of the best cover men in the league. Could see something like that. Yeah, for sure. Shout out, again, shout out again to Holly Rowe. That was awesome meeting her last night. She is as classy and charming in person as you would expect her to be. On the record, quickly, Super Bowl, go. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs 27-24. 24-21 Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to take 28-14. I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. Ooh, no field goals. Huh? You hate special teams. Look That's at right. you. I don't even exist. Look at you. That'll do it for us. You've been listening to The Drive on I'm the Bell. See you.